mother tell me how it was when you were young Was the world so very old when your life had just begun Oh, grandfather, tell me, is it true you worked the land And the tools that you used you made with your own hands Before time was only money and machines made man a slave Was the world all milk and honey before all the streets were paved Grandson, I'll tell you truly how it was when I was young. The world was full of wonder in my first days under the sun. Before time was only money and machines made man a slave. The world was milk and honey before all the streets were paved. You are tuned in to Living Permaculture on KDNK. This episode was recorded in November of 2021. Welcome to Living Permaculture on KDNK Community Radio. I am Kenna Crampton sitting in for Stephanie Sison this afternoon. I have Jerome Ostentowski here with me, and um, we're going to talk about crimpy. So, Jerome, how are you doing? Great. Uh, we've had a, a great spring and summer, and um, we're looking forward to the winter. We, uh, Right now, we're just winterizing the greenhouses and the forest garden, bringing in trailer loads of leaves and spreading them. And um, I just um, sent you a video of our our new rabbit rookery. Uh, And um, we have about 60 rabbits living in this really exciting little hobbit house thing. And uh, today, I was feeding them four different things, all locally sourced all organic and only one we had to pay for. So oh, cool. we had uh, great biodynamic hay from sustainable settings, a small slab. Then uh, Michael, my partner in ecosystem design, uh, brewed about 200 or he pressed about 200 pounds of apples last night and he gave me all the press. And he's making cider out of that. And um, these are organic apples from Skip's. Okay. So uh, the rabbits just love apples, and so this is like a good way to give them a little treat. And then they also got leaves. Scott Cottonen, who writes for the Aspen Times, always saves me his little willow leaves. And so I had about five bags of willow leaves I, I set aside for them, and they eat those. There's a lot of protein and hormones in them. They, they like the willow leaves. And then, um, oh, and I got grain from the beer works. So they had four different. Uh, it was like it was like Thanksgiving dinner for them today. <laughs> I mean, they were just uh, all happy, and I got a new cell phone, so I took a little short video of it. Oh, awesome! Um, and, and so, and we also have pigeons above the rabbits, and I did all of that this this summer. Okay. And so, yeah. Sorry, where where do you get the rabbits? So you said you bought one of the rabbits, but where did you get the other ones? Well, it's called they breed, you know. I, oh, I started okay. with two does. <laughs> okay. And uh, I got a buck from from Anderson over here on Sopras Drive. Okay. Because I lost my buck to the bobcat, mm-hmm. and um, or I actually wanted to switch out and get some more genetic material, but 
So from that one buck and two does, I wound up with 70 rabbits. <laughs> wow, okay. So you got to be careful. you got to stand back. And yeah. now I've, uh, and I had Jen from Sustainable Settings, no, from uh, from Rock Bottom Ranch. She, she was an intern with um, Vanessa a few years back. She came over and sexed all the rabbits with a couple of her interns, Hannah. Okay. And so we separated the males and put them in a new cage next to it. And then next to that, I have a tree house that I built. Mm-hmm. So and I can so from the tree house, I can watch the rabbits and listen to the pigeons coo, and watch the ducks in the pond. So it's kind of like a little observation station. So okay. you, know, you really have to have some fun when you're doing all this, and you have to, you know, uh, immerse yourself into the. Um, into the daily lives of your animals and how they're they're just cruising along, you know, eating everything and having a good time. And uh, <laughs> the rabbits have a, a series of bales that they play on and jump in and dig in, and um, so they always have a place to hide and a place to get in the sun or get in the shade. And uh, it's that's really a, a great. Um, and then the other projects that were ongoing is that we're doing. Uh, we're winterizing for the the greenhouses for the winter, and also doing a, you know, finishing our cabin. We're getting the the solar hot water panels hooked up now, and we're building a box for that for that. And um, we're getting close to, you know, finishing the cabin oh, and cool. getting all the, the permits. And uh, and we're also going through our special use permit with the county. That's an ongoing thing. Um, so that. That's uh, and we're also looking for uh, any carpenters that we can hire, uh, or electricians or plumbers. So anybody out there who wants to uh, make some extra money or volunteer, either way, um, we could definitely use an electrician. Uh, so, and um, I'm also um, been asked by Chelsea Green to uh, to uh, produce another book. So we're looking at doing a book and Michael Thompson has been helping with that and we're looking at writing a book uh, the working title would be um, uh, the perennial economy so uh, that's another project that uh, I'm going to be soon as I catch up on a lot of things this uh, next couple of months I'm going to be looking into uh, launching another book project In this section of the conversation, Jerome talks to Julie Castaldo. Do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what your what your vision is as far as being uh, in the food industry here in the valley and what you want to accomplish in terms of being a caterer and beyond? uh, uh, What's your vision and how you're going to fit into this project here? Yeah, I do. I um, I'm. I just started doing some work as an event creator and a private chef in using farms, uh, using products from farms almost exclusively, um, maintaining the presence this winter, it'll probably go down to half local ingredients, but it's what I'm doing right now is really focused on the goal of bringing, um, food, from the Roaring Fork farmers to people who are in my community. Um, It's been my family and friends who I've been cooking for most recently, and um, that's been really wonderful, of course. 
Um, so yeah, I'm obviously interested in working on the food truck idea that Jerome is working on moving forward with. That's a big interest for me. And, um, it all kind of ties into like a long-term goal that I have, which is to, um, open like a deli style grocery of local food and local products. Um, and of course I'm open to collaboration with people who are already in that process because, it's a huge, we've kind of got a wave. I'm on the wave with everyone else right now. And it's, it's great. It's great to know. I've, I've uh, reached out to one of the distillers at Marvel Distillery. So hopefully we'll do a dinner together sometime in the next, in 2022. And um, yeah, I just feel like I need more connection with farmers. And I had a great connection, but one of the farmer who I got all my food from has moved. So I definitely need to start building new relationships in that realm. Well, you know, I know you did one uh, farm-to-table uh, at the Beer Works uh, a few months ago, and that was really good. Um, uh, we supplied some stuff, and uh, Aaron and uh, and um, Jose, uh, they had uh, all these tacos with different meats. That was a, that was a fun night, and uh, so that's, I think it's really great to be able to get that food to the local people down and that's where the farm truck comes in, and, and, uh, I, and yeah. So I think that uh, it's going to be exciting to have you uh, come up with ideas on how to uh, network with other farmers and us here, uh, and at Crimpy. Uh, you know, this whole idea of catch of the day that I've come up with, or uh, any particular day. Um, Oh, I just almost forgot. I brought a pomegranate and uh, some oranges for you oh, to, t to taste. And I picked my first finger limes today. Uh, Ooh, exciting. Yeah. That's a more really exotic fruit. Um, yeah. It's like lime caviar. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And um, um, so, I mean, the idea is that people show up, what's... What's on the vine today? We're going to eat what's on the vine. You know, it's yeah. not mm -hmm. not special orders. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, if there's zucchini, or you're going to eat you're going to eat zucchini. I, for example, I made a big um, squash bean uh, watercress soup with potatoes, mm. uh, and uh, it was everything that was needed to be used up. Right, I got a bunch of squash from Sustainable Settings. Some of it was uh, spoiled, so I chopped it up and was going to spoil. And I chopped it up and fed it to the rabbits. And I have two of them that I've been keeping in the refrigerator and uh, big, big Hubbard-type squashes. And, uh, Perfect. But, yeah. So I think— Yeah, uh, I can't agree more with that philosophy. I'm, um, I'm working on uh, my last—I did a four-week subscription this month for— I did eight different uh, households, and I'm making crackers out of, like, the vegetables that I froze, which were, you know, beet greens, because you save beet greens and use them when you can, and um, quinoa and that, all that stuff. But when I make the crackers, I just mix in whatever greens from the last vegetables that I've used. Um, and that's the flavor of the cracker. It's like, this is what we needed to harvest, so... That's what these crackers are going to taste like. Yeah, and crackers are so much healthier for you. Um, 
I've been eating Mary's crackers, you know, from from the, Oh, the, love they, those. Those are great, <laughs> aren't they? And you know, if you're not eating, they're not they're much better than for you than chips because they don't have all that crummy oil in it that uh, you're not supposed to be eating. And uh, <laughs> uh, and so it wants the whole food when you're you know you get a lot of seeds and uh, and and your crackers and um, and you uh, it's. Uh, they taste good too, right? And if you mm-hmm. can make them, uh, if you can make them at home, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm making them, uh, making vegan food for my friends at home with the local vegetables that I got this fall, and I'm bringing it to them, all up and down Eighth Street. So it's been really fun month um, getting that going. Oh, great! So you're like, uh, you've already got your sort of food truck right there on Eighth Street, right? Yeah, I'm just using the uh, little step side that I have now. I don't have a real truck. <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen's not on the on the uh, in the back yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, what's uh, have you looked into uh, a permanent um, facility that you might be able to rent uh, to do this? food processing and uh i need i'm keeping my eyes and ears open because obviously i can only do plant-based foods until that happens um so the there's potentiality in the community but it has to be someone who you know they have to want me in their space and that's always a question mark that's difficult to come by it's I'm, I don't, you know, I'm the same way. Well, we put, that, space, put that I would out be there. like, I don't know who, yeah. Put that out, but somebody might. But definitely, like, the cool thing about, I don't know if they're doing it right now, but Kraft was hosting people and uh, kind of on a weekly basis who are doing what I'm doing. So they're a good option for that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know if she's still working on that or not. Well, you know, there's supposed to be some innovative things uh, that they're going to be doing at the new food market down in basalt uh that they oh, just cool. approved um food For next sta- summer yeah when it gets built as um i'm hoping that they put in a uh a vitamin cottage there as as the uh as the anchor because um i really like vitamin cottage uh and we don't have one in the mid valley we don't have one in the upper valley we have one in glenwood which is a beautiful store but you know it's driving down to glenwood um and mm-hmm. um, yeah. and my rabbits really like it too because I always, when I go down there and shop, I um I always get all the spent vegetables that they they're going to throw away and uh, and other people use them for chickens. I use them for my rabbits and uh, so they they get to get uh, peppers and sweet potatoes and ground up salad greens and whatever. So, uh, but you might check on that uh, and. Um, yeah, that's that's something that you could look into, uh, you know. And I, I think we should start a primary. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. Because you know, if you, um, if you don't have enzymes for your food, you're not going to digest. Well, at it. least half of what I process goes into a brine, <laughs> so yeah, right, right. that is totally the way to do things with a lot of it. 
Right. I, I like the idea of having a processing place is really appealing because a truck doesn't offer what I think, you know, we really need. And like what I'm trying to do is create like local sources of like uh, frozen peas and carrots and stuff like that. And I think freezing things is a really good way to go about keeping vegetables that people want to eat and keeping them in. Because if everything's pickled, people only want a pickle with as a small portion of their food but if you've got all these carrots and they're frozen then they can give those to their kids because kids eat we all know kids eat carrots they don't eat much else but they'll eat carrots so it's like really creating a space that is the model of the vitamin cottage but with local food is i think the ideal ideal it's the ideal but what you would really want is a hybridization of the two because you can't just always have excessive amounts of greens available from this valley at this point. Right. We, we have to incorporate, like, some some other sources, too. Root vegetables, uh, grated cabbage. I mean, I make some yeah. great salads uh, through the winter. I, I, I have a lot of greens in my greenhouse. I can eat kale. And, yeah. Uh, but I, I love root vegetables, and that's what we're on— in the farm school and Emma, we we're going to focus on root vegetables. I love that, yeah. Storage vegetables, perennial vegetables. There's it's artichokes, the most, garlic. They're the most popular, too. Like, that's what people want to eat, you know. So, yeah. And I think that's important. That's really important to me is being like, how do you make something familiar enough, but also like the things that grow best here? You kind of have to bridge that um, for you know, your everyday consumers who aren't really accessing the food right now. Yeah, things that store well. I mean, I mean, I, I, I've i stored cabbages in the refrigerator for five months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's like... Uh, it's amazing. And onions and beets, if you do it right, mm-hmm. uh, you can store them forever. Uh, well, and I don't think people realize that often when you're getting grocery store food, it's a minimum of three weeks since it's been harvested, and it can be up to months since it's been harvested for the things you get at the grocery store. Um, like, they're already, the, their shelf lives would be a lot longer if they got to us when they were freshly picked or freshly frozen. Exactly. You know, and another thing mm-hmm. that we probably need to look down the road is a food hub. Yeah. Uh, so we're oh, yeah, the food hub is awesome. A place Definitely where we can process food, store it, yeah. dry it, and, uh, you know, every farm would, would benefit from that. And there's probably, you know, yeah, with this absolutely. new funding that's coming down the pike, uh, we should be looking at funding a food hub here some, somewhere in the valley so that every farmer can take his, you know, and that could be a distribution center, uh, and, and people could pick up their CSA shares there. They could, uh, you mm-hmm, know, exactly. the food banks could come and get right. whatever is left over. It just uh, really, it simplifies the process because right now we're all just like kind of trying to coordinate in a very inefficient way when we want the food that's coming off of these uh, growers, you know, yeah, we could, harvest. We could sort of copy what Paonia does with their food runner. So we yeah, could have a food runner. Like Going from one model. farm to the other, bringing the bringing the the food to a to a food hub, and then mm-hmm. that way the farmer doesn't have to worry about where where he's going to sell the food. And so we have like a yeah. dozen different places where the food will go. 
And that's really stretching it from food banks to food mm-hmm. trucks to farmers markets to CSAs to pick your own to gleaning. Uh, let's get everything off of the field. Everything that doesn't get used gets chopped and fed to the rabbits, and then the rabbits uh, are producing all their manure for the worm farms, and then we're eating the meat, and we're getting geese. We're going to have roast goose for, for Thanksgiving dinner uh, under the uh, cider apple orchard, um, and they're going to mow the grass and the, and the legumes in the cider apple orchard. So, you know, it's all there. We just have to, you know, think, start thinking outside the box. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. The bo- thinking outside the box is probably the key, the key on all this. Right. Well, it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you. I, I, I've known your mom for... 40 years probably and um i you have that's how long she's been here so yeah and i remember when when i started building my house in 75 um they you know you were you were born up up in the midland right now upstairs in the midland weren't you or something like that or, um i um, was born across the street from michael's house in the little one room house there okay okay yeah yeah on Third Street, Sofrasav. I mean, it was really. Back and then set- my brother was born above the bar. Wow, you know um, the, um, you know that was the Wild West back in the '75, '76 in, uh, in in basalt. You know, you know if you go to the Midland, you 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 have to really be careful of dodge a, a long neck coming across that somebody was throwing it, <laughs> somebody who there you're going to get in a fight with and. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. fights would bust out into the street. I mean, it was a lot of really drugs and alcohol. and you know, There was a lot of riding horses into the buildings back it, then. Yeah, it's mellowed out now. It's all boutiques. Things and are uh, all different now. Yeah, sidewalk cafes and uh, all that stuff. It's all, I guess it's all for the better, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all true. I've You've been up there for, all, have you been up there for 50 years? Well, it's in 75, I have 45 years or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of change. Yeah. Well, you know, freezing is a good thing, too. I'm going to be, uh, I froze a couple cases of uh, uh, peaches I got from uh, Skips, and I I have a two free, three or four freezers full of fruit that we froze uh, from our mm-hmm. orchard, and uh we uh, sometimes pit it, sometimes we don't. I freeze grapes, and uh, I love to. When we get the food truck running, I'm going to have my own recipes that I'm going to make sure that you um, serve out of there. My my smoothie that has about 20 different things in it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, all the frozen fruits and turmeric and uh, cinnamon and. Uh, mushrooms and all kinds of stuff in there you know you really you don't have to take your medicine uh, after you eat yeah. one of the, and i i do an amazing omelet uh that um you know has about you know kale and all kinds of stuff in it um and and a seven grain cereal that we can have as a staple out of the food truck so people can uh, really eat well uh while they're on the road you know or take something out to lunch with right. them that's uh, the thing too is it's like 
not everybody has, most people don't have time to prepare the stuff with the raw ingredients that you get at a farmer's market, which is why there's hardly anybody gets a chance. It's as much a cost in time as it is in money for most people. Most people can afford the stuff at the farmer's market, but then what are they going to do with it? When are they going to, like, you know, chop it up and boil it and then turn it into a mush and then make crackers out of it? It's a big process. And so we have, um, enough, we have enough trucks on the road, they're, and they're going between their second or third job, they can stop yeah. at the food truck and get some nourishment, yeah. right? So exactly. Second or third job so they can pay their rent and live in Carbondale. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to do. Uh, you, can't, you can't do all the things. And then oh, there's all these people who are uh, doing like van living now, too. They don't really have kitchens. So it's nice if you can get something that isn't just, you know, all coming from Cisco and fast food and all that. Yeah, just tacos, man. Tacos would be, yeah. you yeah, know, a plate tacos of tacos, you know. Um, from all over the country. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think we... Like, so many ingredients are from all over the world. I, I think we got enough grist for the mill here. Um, so... Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll. Uh, I want you to come out to the farm, come out to the field sometime, um, and we'll just have a look at it. Um, you know, and uh, there's a great movie, uh, Richard. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. It's an English actor. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but uh, it's an it's an Irish film, and oh, okay. um, um, it's a classic film about. Uh, the field, building soils in this one field in Ireland with seaweed. Oh, wow. That sounds uh, like a good yeah. one. Yeah. So, um, we'll, okay, uh, well, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. Yeah. And Witness is another good movie we should all be watching. It's all about the Amish and, uh, and, uh, the, the mafia. Uh, how Witness. do we get past the mafia? Uh, you know, What's so. the name of the other film that you were talking about? The one with, in, Scotland. Well, the two movies I'm thinking about is the field and um, the field, and um, you can get you can you can see it on uh, YouTube, I believe. Uh, I, and, uh, and and Witness, it a, it's a Harrison Ford movie. It's really a great movie. All we right. Should, we should actually do. We should show. We should show these movies at a fundraiser for our our, our farm school. Some. Sometimes Let's maybe do we'll do it at the at the at the uh, crystal or something. Movie yeah. night at crystal fundraisers. I like it. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see you around the around the um, ring around the rosy. <laughs> Indeed, I I'll look forward to talking to you soon about all the projects we're we're drumming up. Yeah, and if you want to come and butcher some rabbits, uh, we can we can help you can help me with that. Yeah, I do. You know I want to come check that out. So keep me posted. you got to let me know when it's going on, and I'll put it in my schedule. schedule. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Adios. Was the world all Bye-bye. Grandson, I'll tell you truly how it was when 